0: Hey, it's Tuesday, and I'm back. I am back, back, back. What's popping off out there, people? It is another episode of Homesteads and Homeschools. Today's episode number 46, and you can go find those show notes, of course, homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 046. You can also check us out on Facebook, uh Facebook.com slash homesteads and homeschools or you can go to the group the homesteaded homeschool forum and you can uh get in on you know uh some of the show direct some of the things you know tell me tell me who you want to uh to hear on here besides me and uh you know what what kind of questions what all, all that good stuff um you can get in there and and talk about that or you can go to the discord server that I have set up um, again, that's the homesteaded homeschool forum, and there's a link to it in the show notes. And uh, from there, you know, you can let me know. Let me know what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing well, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of. Um, it kind of, you know, gives you a, an opportunity to uh, kind of change things, to to steer things around a little bit, and um, have fun, I guess. So my guest today is Miss Maria Miller. Uh, and you will hear her her homeschool story uh, in a little bit but uh before that um i had her on not just because she's a a homeschool person but um she's also the the creator of math mammoth which is a a program a math program um that uh that we use and it was one that i, I thought it's on the cheaper side and uh why not why not share it a little bit and uh, if you don't know what it is um, find out a little more today so enough of me talking and blabbing and telling you things that uh, Maria is gonna tell you herself and let's just uh, let's just get into it let's go plant those liver seeds in this Maria Miller there are seven ancient pot shops along the So my my guest today is Miss Maria Miller, and uh, I, I brought her on today to uh, to talk to us about a little something called Math Mammoth. Um, some of you out there may be familiar with that. If you're not, you you will be familiar by the end, and, and you should be familiar with it right now, actually. So, anyway, uh, Maria, thank you for coming on. I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, to tell us about what you got going on.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me, Ben
0: yeah no problem so um we'll get to math mammoth in a minute but to, to start um what was your education like growing up did you were you a, a homeschool kid private school kid did you go to college for education or how did what was what was your your education like
1: i was in public school for first of all for 12 years through high school and then uh University for five and a half years so it was 17 and a half years of public schooling no homeschooling all this happened in Finland so there was no homeschooling there actually
0: okay is was that like a, a legal things I know you know sometimes some places over there it's a, a little trickier to to do
1: um, well growing up I had never heard of it so I don't know if it was legal at that point point. But now, later, I have heard of somebody, just a few people doing it. So it at least must be legal now.
0: Okay, good deal, good deal. Yeah, I I forget the the country up there. I I don't know if it was Sweden or Finland. another another one. Well, yeah, Yeah. um, I was talking to somebody from um, someplace. I think I want to say it was somewhere in Scandinavia up there, but um, that there was some some issues with the with the homeschooling and pushback and um kind of hard with the difficult with the the state leaning on things but um all right so you you did that and uh, what did you go to college for
1: math mathematics was my major and then i took physics too and statistics
0: all right so that that math thing has always been uh, been a part of you i guess
1: <laughs> well it it wasn't through elementary. It was just in high school when I started thinking about making math the thing. I was influenced, you know. It, it's kind of interesting. But no. Um, when I was a child, when I was a little child, I wanted to be a nurse because my mom was a nurse. But then in elementary school, I started thinking that I want to be a teacher, an elementary school teacher. And so that was what I was aiming for for many, many years. But then there were two teachers that influenced me. And especially it was the, my first year in high school, which was 10th grade in Finland. The math teacher in that year was always talking about being a math teacher as a, as a good occupation and how they were needed. And, and I just really liked him and his teaching. And so that was the year when I changed my mind from wanting to be an elementary school teacher to actually becoming a math teacher. I'm gonna study math. So it was just mainly one person who is responsible of all this.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I appreciate his uh, his influence there. It's interesting how that works. You know, we, you do sometimes you you look back at your your education and you know you remember some of the the teachers that were just awful. But there's always this, there's at least one teacher. Everybody has at least one, I imagine, that's uh, had some sort of positive positive influence on them. But, uh, so did you teach, did you end up teaching um, at the, the high school level for a while?
1: Um, mm, no, not really. Uh, I, I went to university for five and a half years and graduated. And during that time when I was still in university and hadn't yet graduated, they already hired me at the university to start teaching the um, undergraduate math courses. Several of them. and then uh, after I graduated, I did teach uh, in a vocational school. then also at the university, the university wanted to keep me.
0: You just uh, still still teaching math just a, a higher level, I guess. So uh, how did that work? Um, cause you have you have a couple kids running around there, right?
1: There's three. Yes, they're not little anymore as far as running around in that sense. But you know, the youngest is nine. But yeah, teenagers and a nine-year-old.
0: Yeah, we have a my, my oldest is nine, so a uh, l- little bit younger. But um, did you uh, were were you teaching um, when they came into the picture, or had you moved on to to something else at that point?
1: Uh, it was um, after I got married. Around that time, I was tutoring. I married an American man. And so I was tutoring some, some families at that point, moved out of Finland to Latin America. And uh, there I was tutoring these families that were homeschooling their kids and American families. And so that's what changed everything then as far as I kind of, uh, up to that point, I was still thinking that, well, I will, you know, teach. I was really trying to uh, get a job as a teacher there, but then I started uh, looking into online work and uh, writing curriculum because as I was tutoring these children and looking at their books, the curricula they were using, which was some of the typical curricula from the U.S., you know, that homeschool families often use, uh, those, I just saw a lot of lacks in them, and I was sometimes like flabbergasted Totally how can this be so low quality math teaching in these books? I saw some totally blatant errors in them even. But (sighs) yeah, I think I don't remember it exactly anymore. I think it was something about the area of a triangle that was just wrong. (laughs) But uh, in in one of them. But mainly it was the, the lack of conceptual understanding. The way things were presented. It was like this memory type of work you know wrote memory memorization of things that was just what they were doing what the books were doing and that the moms were having lots of trouble <laughs>
0: when, I, when when was that kids, you know well, I, I i yeah parents we also have some troubles wrapping our heads around like middle school math at times you know but uh what what time uh, you remember like the years when you started seeing this
1: this was early 2000s
0: okay okay
1: and uh, i got then I started writing a math website called homeschoolmath.net which mostly was focused on free stuff free materials and that one was online in early 2003 but uh so I started writing it in 2002 and also started writing these books okay to sell and I got those online then on the same site later in 2003 so so this homeschoolmath.net was it had lots of like you know free worksheets and uh reviews and whatever different st- articles um lists of games um so it had lots of free stuff and then it had the the early form of the math mammoth books there that I was selling as ebooks but they weren't called that at that point
0: <laughs> yeah it that's a whole different uh imagine things at that point were I, how did we upload that that like packages that were that big? I don't know. Were you, were you emailing them to people or how did?
1: Um, no, I signed up um, with this company called Kagi. I think it's um, Japanese word. I'm not sure how they pronounce it, but uh, it has since then gone under. But anyway, I made these eBooks using some kind of software that I found online and downloaded and bought. And you know, it it made this .dot exe type of ebooks that nobody uses anymore, you know, (laughs) things have changed so much in just this, I don't know, it's just like 17 years, but everything changes so fast.
0: Has that been a hindrance for you trying to stay on top of all the different technological advances and and stuff like that? Or have you had someone else kind of step in and, and help you with that or...
1: I've dealt with it mostly myself. Once I switched from that EXE format to the PDF, then no, the PDF has been pretty much a standard as you know, as everybody knows, you know, it, it hasn't really evolved from that. I guess PDF is here to stay, huh? So, so that has worked well, pretty much.
0: All right, so, so Math Mammoth, and um, so what is that? What, what did it become?
1: uh you mean just the name or what well
0: the mean? i mean like so uh you had those those books and um they've evolved into this this math mammoth program that uh that you have and so what what is that
1: well originally i just wrote books on topics like maybe multiplication 1 something like that or addition 1 or 2 or whatever or geometry or you know they were just by topics and elementary school math like grades 1 through 5 they were not, the books were not by grades. I'm just saying that the topics were focused on on those grades. But then, okay, there was a company, a tutoring company, that at some point asked me, hired me to actually write worksheets for them. And um, so I wrote worksheets up through grade eight, from three to eight, what they needed, and uh, according to Virginia standards. And so then after that. We, we made an agreement that I could actually sell those and those are now what you see on the site as the golden series, if you go look at math, memo, golden series, that's the old work for that tutoring company. But then, as I was selling these books, people started asking that, can you write something for grade levels? A curriculum. And so I listened to it for a little while and thought, no. <laughs> but, you know, they kept asking and at some point I just thought well okay i better do it i want it you know by demand so i started then working on actually using the existing topical books as a base to write an actual curriculum that went by grade levels u.s grade levels approximately
0: All Right. nice so that i'm surprised that they uh, they let you keep those those worksheets, I would think that they might might want to.
1: Well, we're still sharing profits up to this day, so it is an agreement. You know, yeah, yeah. Joint venture. Joint ventures are done all the
0: time. <laughs> yeah, good deal, good deal. Um, all right. So, and it's it is right now. It's is it K through eight or is it first through eight?
1: First through seventh is the. Um, but but I wrote the seventh grade as kind of like a hybrid type of thingy where it's a pre-algebra. Program so after that the student can go to algebra one, which typically is taken in ninth. So right,
0: yeah. right. And did, did you add something this past year? Did you add a grade or, or something? I feel like it, it changed because we've we've used the program for uh, two or three years now, um, three at least, maybe four. But I feel like it. You, you added something, maybe I don't know.
1: Not the grade level, but we've been working on something called skills review workbooks which are just supplemental practice uh, that matches the curriculum exactly you know as topics are added through the year then those topics appear in those skills review worksheets you know maybe that's what you mean
0: yeah it could be i i, I don't know Must we, so, be. <laughs> we uh, my my son is in in fourth grade so we just picked up the uh the the fourth through i guess seventh um package this bundle, this yes, okay. yeah the bundle this past time so because that's you have it broken down into one through three and then four through seven correct
1: um, yeah that's that, that's just for selling the digital version if people want a discount yeah uh-huh. yeah
0: and then there's you can get it get it year by year but it is uh i mean it's cheap enough that um you just you just buy buy the the whole bundles and you're you're all set and it's uh, it's been very useful um, when you wrote it, so you were writing the worksheets um, with Virginia standards in mind, right? Is that what you said?
1: Mm, well, that was only for the ones that went to the tutoring company, and that became the goal in Series. Yeah, only those.
0: All right. So, when you putting together the the bulk of of the math mammoth program, then did you look to to any sort of u s. state standards or wherever, or how did you kind of what did you use to to base your um, content on just your knowledge of the field to this point? or
1: uh that's a good question. I'm trying to remember. Of course, there came the point of common core standards later on, but but originally, um I remember that there was no way to use any standards because there was so many standards floating around so it was like impossible overall um i i think i looked at some of the other books you know curricula and um yeah i looked at some lists of standards here and there and then I just went with my own ideas somewhat because you know there was nothing to base it on as such
0: now do you use the the common core standards now a little bit or
1: um that was I think it was back in 2011. They had been, you know, talking about them for a few years. And then it was in the very end of 2011, I finally took a look at them, actually reading through them, thinking that, you know, should I do something about these standards or not? Because, you know, if every state actually, because in 2011, it was looking like that every state was gonna adopt them. Okay. I know it has changed since, but uh, back at that point, it looked like, okay, all states are gonna adopt it. So that looked to me like, well, okay, I should go along, right? Because how else, (laughs) you know? But, uh, and then there was all these problems. But, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, so in 2011, I did make a decision that yes, I will revise it so that it will meet those standards. So that took me those several years. And uh, uh, my initial, um, impression, though, on the standards was just reading through the standards, not the politics, was that the um, my curriculum already actually was meeting a lot of them, without me ever knowing about them, and so so it was like it wasn't a really big change. For
0: right. <laughs> That's not, yeah. You think that a, a good program would already because a lot of these standards, I feel like, are good teachers, um, um, good, good programs are already, uh, implementing them. You know, those standards are already kind of baked in. Um, and now it might not be spelled out like it is, you know, in the, the common core standards or on the, uh, the lesson plan that the teacher writes up, but, but it's still there. So, um, uh, yeah. And I, I, I have seen that with some, uh, some of your stuff. I know, um, you can kind of see some of the, the standards coming through there, but, um, I don't know any, um, I don't know, Any, anything that you found uh, curious about putting it all together? I mean, is it how has it been marketing the uh, the program out?
1: Marketing is the part that um, I don't care about. <laughs> so it's been, I think, marketed a lot by word of mouth, I think. Lots of people being been doing that for me. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, whoever has done it. You know, but yeah, I've done a little bit because you have to do a little bit, I guess. You're supposed to, right? I mean, get the word out a little bit. So I have bought advertising a little bit here and there. Usually it's though that the advertisers just email me. They do email. They send emails to all the curriculum owners. You know, they are active. So I don't have to be in that sense. They come to me.
0: Yeah, that's that's nice. That's uh that's good, I, I imagine. And I, it's, um, you know, for being as, as cost efficient as it is, I mean, you look at some, some curriculums and, um, they're super expensive and, and yours is very, very well priced. And it, um, you know, I've seen it, seen it float around from, from different places. I can't recall where, how we found out about it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've seen it mentioned and talked about it all over so it's uh it's coming it's coming
1: yeah uh reminds me one particular marketing strategy has been the reviews you know like bloggers writing reviews i i have kind of focused on that more than say just buying ads in magazines or whatever because the magazine ads are expensive
0: yeah i feel like they uh, i can't remember the last time i actually looked at like a, a magazine ad and went onto the internet to find it later, you know? <laughs> if I'm if I'm on Facebook and I see it there, then I'll go look at it. If I'm on, you know, but I got to change mediums and, and, nah, forget it. But, um, so, uh, change, change gears a little bit here. You have three kids you mentioned, um, and yeah. they are all school age, right? Your oldest ones are in high school, is that correct?
1: Yes, the two oldest are 14 and 17, yes, they are in high school.
0: All right now, and I know you mentioned that um, they're not. You didn't. You didn't necessarily homeschool them. Is that right?
1: Well, uh, no. I did homeschool them up through up to high school. Well, the, you know the youngest one is still, of course, not in high school. But anyway, these two oldest ones, yes, they were homeschooled until high school, and then they've been in an online high school called Whitmore with more online high school. So they are just enrolled there now.
0: All right. And what, now what does that provide you? um, Now that you've kind of put them in, in, you know, that online school, what, what does that get them? Or, you know, what is that? And I I guess, why, why did you choose to take that route? Or I don't know. I'm kind of, you know what I mean? Like, um, (laughs) what, what differences are there that, that are there? Are other classes kind of online? Or are they, how does that work?
1: The school, this particular school works, um, well, they have lessons online and uh, then you have to typically write answers to questions or write essays, essay type answers. And then the teachers um, check the work and give pointers and uh, ask the students to revise the lessons as many times as necessary until the teacher is actually satisfied with the student's answer. So this this is not one of those um, online high schools where you just um, get graded and you're done with the lesson, but you have to correspond with the teacher several times over the lessons. So it's mastery-based and lots of writing assignments. The teachers really get into it, it and so I really like it. So, okay, my reasons, our reasons for this <laughs> was, well, one was that I wanted um, – more time because yeah. you know you're trying to run a business, so. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's one reason, but also because I didn't feel in myself totally adequate to teach in particular English and uh, you know being from Finland, so um, but and then there was also the reason that um, sometimes I felt in homeschooling it's so easy for things to get kind of. Lax that, that you know you don't have to start at eight o'clock or uh, you know i know people try to have a good routine but but you're at home so uh, you you don't necessarily want all that stress of trying to cram everything time wise into certain some kind of a, a form and so then i was wishing for something a little bit more formal for these girls you know for a few years now to uh, and to be responsible to somebody else uh to learn you know so it's not just mom and you can just kind of be lax about it if uh, i don't know if you know that but i've talked to some other people who have noticed this tendency that home is like a relaxed place <laughs> So it's good, but uh, I don't know. I was just wishing for a little bit more of a balance that you know they'd learn to a little bit work for some outside yeah. authority you know? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, recognize that uh, you know it's it's uh, something else out there there's definitely times i i you know cut the kids a little bit of a of a break, a little slack when uh, someone else. Might not, and I probably should not, but uh, can't can't help myself, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, that so that school is that that like a a private school then?
1: Oh, more School. School. I don't know. You can Google it. I don't know. They have hundreds of students in, from all over the world. I'm not sure if they.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I because well, I I know like in some some states, some, I don't think it's county level, but I think some states, um, will offer, they offer like an online high school program and it's just the same thing as the public school, but it's done online. So a kid can stay home. And I, I didn't know if it was like something like that or something that, um, was, was different, but it sounds like if they have students from, from all over the world, then it's probably a, Something a little more private, a little more—you know—the the classes and whatnot are up to the the discretion of that um, that school as opposed to state standards. But so, and you're you're happy with that Whitmore there? Um,
1: yes, um, yes, because of the mastery principle they are using, and uh, the teachers are corresponding so much with the students.
0: How was that for the the girls then, making that that transition to? Uh, the online school going from from being home doing the homeschool thing to having to respond
1: for the middle child it has been easy because she was watching the older one do it and kind of you know following always (sighs) she's always following my oldest daughter in everything just about you know watching what she's doing okay and copying it and But for my oldest, at first, it it was a challenge to, as far as the time aspect that, okay, you have, you know, you had a full year basically, but try to pace yourself and get something done, especially the essays. Some there were some essays that took like over a month. And yeah, I was like tearing my, pulling my hair out. (laughs) Uh, But but this this child is, is a writer. She is excellent. She, she writes very well. That's her strength, is writing. And so these essays, I don't know. She was like wanting to, I guess, get them to perfection or something without thinking about the time aspect that sometimes things need to get done even if you don't get them to perfection or something. But she has learned. She's almost ready to graduate. And things are much better, with, I suppose, getting things done, you know. Mm.
0: Are, are you... uh you think you will do the, the same thing with your son then?
1: I'm not sure yet what we will do. Uh, right now, there's a tutor coming to help him with English and uh, social studies. And that's, once again, because I don't feel I can teach English very well because it's my you know, second language, not my first language. And so there's always things that I don't know about even how to put the word into syllables. <laughs> it's such a foreign thing to me in English. You know, yeah. pronunciation, it's always somewhat off and stuff. So so anyway, I, I'm considering even for middle school to try to get some kind of a hybrid thing where we might use that tutor and some online program for some subject. I don't know, I don't, not for math, but yeah, I'm not sure about the high school. It might be the same one, but it might be something different. It's still years away. So.
0: Yeah, 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 it's... Uh It's scary though. It creeps on fast. You know, the kids are, you you turn around and it's like almost middle school. Here we are and uh, double digits and, ah, you know. uh,
1: Yes, exactly. Just enjoy those years if your kids are still, you know, running around little. Enjoy, enjoy, because (laughs) it's gone in a flash and they are not running around as little ones.
0: All right. Any any, um, future plans for... Math Mammoth, are you thinking of adding anything or changing anything or kind of just updates as we go?
1: Um, Right now, we are actually planning to release like in a few weeks, a major update for grade five, uh, which took me like a year to revise the grade five during last school year. And so that is upcoming. There's the decimal chapter has been broken into two uh, major changes there. And some lesser changes for grade four. As far as going towards the future, I am thinking possibly looking over grade six and seeing if I want to revise something there. Then we continue. We still have the skills review workbooks that you were thinking that, you know, something new was coming. In that series, we still have the grade seven to do, me and my assistant working together. And then I am still continually adding videos, editing them. I mean, they have been filmed in the past, but there's still more of those to edit and upload, which is a, you know, ongoing process has been for years, but uh, you know, anyway, there's a few hundred, I think I counted maybe 300 videos available. Oh control. man.
0: <laughs> that's
1: <Online>. But that's <laughs> over seven grades. So it's not, Yeah. it's not for every lesson. Yeah.
0: It's a, it's a lot of editing a lot of editing
1: has been yeah but it's taken years and uh still will take some time and uh, yeah we have a few other things in mind as far as something people have been requesting a lot is just a book on word problems (laughs) so that's in the plans someday to make that is just a single book only word problems
0: Hmm. okay i can see I, i know there's a lot of you know when you Remember elementary school, my, my mom teaches or taught elementary school and, you know, she'll poke her head in sometimes. And It's always, you know, all these things you have to do with word problems to, to figure it out. And, uh, it wasn't like that when I was a kid, it was like, read the problem and, uh, figure it out, you know? And, uh, but, uh, you see where kids get hung up. So when you curious, when you revise, um, what prompts you to revise or what, what, what new guideline or what, what? thought do you use to revise I'm, I'm an english kid so like you know i'm familiar with revising like a rough draft on a paper and i can edit and i can go back and new ideas with math it just seems to me like you know it's just it's concrete it's one way or the other it's yes or no it's right or wrong so how do you like what do you use to to edit or to revise
1: well uh the revising has to do with usually it has to do with scaffolding it's better as for scaffolding the lesson uh, so that we maybe go with the concept a little bit slower or break it down into smaller steps yet. And it's typically based on feedback. Uh, now, for the fourth and fifth grades, I actually had somebody, an editor, to actually go through it and point out to me different places. She actually used this curriculum for fourth and fifth with two of her children for a full year and wrote down all kinds of comments. And, well, I paired her, of course, you know, too. For her time and and so that those revisions are based on actually that okay and uh, for sixth grade i'm just trying to do the same on my own possibly i don't know i'm not sure about that yet but like it was a week ago somebody wrote in just a customer and said that okay we didn't understand this you know so when they write it, then I can go back to the lesson and see, okay, yeah, that could be because I'm jumping a little bit too fast from this part to this part and it could be scaffolded better. That's what, that's the term, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. yeah.
0: So. yeah. All right. Very cool. Right on. I appreciate that. And so if um, people go on to, they, they, they want to find math mammoth, where do they, where do they go?
1: They probably go to Google.
0: <laughs> okay. Do you know? Do you know the URL? Uh, mathmammoth.com. Is that? Is that it?
1: Yes, that's correct. But there's lots of traffic from Google where people typed in "math mammoth" to Google. <laughs> that's what we all do, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Or
1: many of us do. That you know, even when you know the URL, you just type in or whatever to Google, and then that seems to be the happy.
0: all right and is are you are you on facebook or anything else like that or just just the website is pretty much okay i'm on
1: facebook and then youtube
0: those two okay all right all right i I will link to those in the show notes um to go check out some of those videos and uh yeah keep keep moving i do appreciate it and um i i appreciate the 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 work that goes into it and the, the cost you have managed to keep it um much cheaper than, uh, it could be, I think. So thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I don't know. Thanks for coming. Thank on. You. I appreciate it. You're Who doesn't love math? I hated math. I was good at math, but I hated it. And, uh, as I'm getting older, you know, I, uh, I don't mind it so much anymore. Don't mind it so much anymore. We do, we use math mammoth. Um, and, uh, I, I like it for, for my kids. It's, um, you know, fairly straightforward and, um, gives you uh, plenty of opportunity to get involved and, and figure it out and, um, you know, help the kids along the way. And uh, for the price, it it cannot be beat. Um, so if you, you're you not using it, you need math program, go check it out. Um, and, and the links to all that will be in today's show notes, homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 046. I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that uh, the Christmas season is upon us that the other other gift giving holidays are upon us um and you're going to be buying gifts so go to homesteadsandhomeschools.com/amazon click through the affiliate link and uh help me out and you know, we get a get a little kickback and uh it doesn't cost you anything at all and of course you can always go to patreon.com slash the liberty hippie and sign up for as little as uh, i think 250 a month might even be less than that and uh you know there's some bonus content some some extra interviews uh you know i can give you i'll take your your uh recommendations for the show more seriously if uh if you pay me for them why not right (laughs) anyways go check it out um it uh, it does it does help things you know these this is is not a free adventure and um, you know it's nice to to be able to make it closer to zero than in the red anyway folks I hope you guys enjoyed that if you have suggestions um, as to other curriculums that you would like to hear talked about or discussed on the show let me know um, I've reached out to a few I've gotten some answers back some answers not so much but. Um, let me know uh, what curriculums you want to hear more about, and uh, uh, I'll see what I can do. And if you have any ins anywhere, poke them with a fork and tell them to come on the show and, and do this. You guys enjoy yourselves, enjoy your week. Uh, vacation is, is coming up, coming up soon. Vacation for you, not for, for podcasting. though. Podcasters don't vacation. We can't, always, oh, all the time. It's all the time. All the time, right? Unless you record shows and edit them and line them up to go beforehand. Anyways, folks, I hope you all have a a wonderful week. Um, You're staying warm, if that's your thing, or you're plowing snow, whatever it is you're doing this week. I hope it goes wonderful for you. And of course, as always, remember to get out there and sow those seeds of liberty so we can all reap sheaves of freedom together.